Welcome to the NDIS Property Australia podcast. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the NDIS Property Australia podcast. Today, I'm here with Naomi and Donna, and we're going to be talking about all things contracts and the process of buying through us. So, Naomi, do you want to get us started just by telling us a little bit about your role here? I am Naomi, and uh, I am contract support. Uh, So, I am the person that you go to when you need copies of your contracts or when you want to find out dates and when things are due. Um, I'm also the one who will be emailing you and calling you to chase up those things as well. (laughs) Um, Well, we'll just get started with, I guess, the initial EOI and deposit stage of things. Yeah. So obviously when people want to buy a property with us, they fill out their expression of interest, uh, needs to have their full legal name of each purchaser, um, all their contact details, uh, ID for everyone needs to be provided as well, um, as well as the solicitor of uh, in the state that you're going to be purchasing the property. Um, And once that's all filled out and provided to us, then we send that on to the builder along with a deposit receipt. And is it WA that doesn't need a deposit? Uh, It depends. It depends. Uh, Generally speaking, uh, WA doesn't require a deposit for the builder, um, Mm. but the land developer may require a deposit. um, And the builder may require what's called a a letter of comfort just to state that they're willing, you know, that they've got money yep. to, to go ahead with a with a purchase. Yeah. Um, all right. Then. With, the, with the EOIs, mm-hmm. this is not the contract. No. no. This is just an expression of interest. Yep. The same. Um, yeah. Yes, there is a deposit that's paid, which is refundable, yes. Yeah. Except and, and also, oh, yeah. um, we'll come back to that in a minute, mm. and um, it's a case of if you decide this is not what you want, you can decide not to go ahead with it so because mm-hmm. it is not part of the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so sort of just like it's... securing the... Yeah, it's just showing yeah. that you are really interested. You're not sort of just a tyre kicker. So um, this helps everybody right down the line. It's not just um, us, it's everybody else, the builder and everybody mm-hmm. else who's involved. So yeah. whether they go ahead and do the extra work or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is an exception, you said? Yes. Uh, one of our builders, Ellis Developments, uh, has a non-refundable pot deposit it is on their eoi form mm. oh okay right so that's yeah but majority of the builders don't yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, be- I believe the deposits used <clears throat> to to create the initial draft contract that's right. because yeah, yeah. the well, contracts are made using the details that you've provided on that eoi personal. which is yeah. the next step mm. yep now you they you send the eoi to the builder yep yeah so as long as they've got the the correct details on there a solicitor and we've provided id uh it all gets off sent off to the builder they uh liaise with the land developer if you're getting a land and, and build contract uh package. package which most of our stuff yeah is. which most yeah, of our stuff is build package yeah um and they will uh 
do up draft contracts and these days they will send them to you via DocuSign so you can electronically sign them. So the, the best routine is, and I've heard men say this to certain builders, etc., is initially send the full document, the contract through, so the solicitor can read it, mm-hmm. so the buyer can read it, so anybody else, the, the lender involved, mm-hmm. they can all read it. Yep. And then once everybody's happy, that's when send it through via DocuSign and sign off all electronically. Yeah, yep. yeah contracts are issued out. And then they, they get reviewed, as, as Donna said, by, by everyone involved. Yep. Um, they get signed, they get sent back, uh, and then once they've been countersigned by the developer and the builder, uh, we then work off, uh, we, we can establish a time frame. Um, most land contracts will have a date when your land finance uh, need, needs to be completed. Um, so that's usually the first date that we're, we're chasing up, making sure that your finance is ready to go uh, for, for the, the land contract. Um, and generally, there'll also be a settlement uh, estimated date. It's usually 21 to 30 days. days. Yeah. Um, is the usual finance, is it 14? From 21 usually. 21. Yeah. Because yeah. this, this is bigger than what it used to be. It used to be 14, but banks like at least 21 days, yeah. you know, to process things, stamp, pass on the next person, stamp, pass on the next person. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, each contract is different. It all depends on, you know, yeah, the two, we've, two we've, parties. We've got some on. that that are 45. 45. 90. Oh, really? we had a couple yeah, of I haven't even noticed with that 90. before. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. obviously, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say maybe they've gone to the development and gone, hey, we're getting a Bind pack, you know, loan yeah. for, yeah. That, for yeah. the land and, yeah. and the build, so we need yeah. a bit of extra time. And, and the fact is, you know, these builds are not um, super quick, you know, yeah. the house and land yeah. does take time because of all the extra processes being an NDIS mm-hmm. property. So, yeah. you know, the buyer has um, plenty of options in regards to how much time do they want to get finance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. that's something that, you know, that's on their side as well. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, finance approvals, and then it's unconditional. The contract goes unconditional. Yeah, yeah. So, so once they're, their land finance is all, all ready to, to go, uh, usually the, their solicitors will notify the seller solicitor that they're unconditional, uh, ready to go, ready to settle. Obviously, then it's another another few weeks between, yeah, around 21 days after that uh, mm-hmm. when, when the contracts settle, uh, which will happen if the land is titled. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, by the developer. If not, then obviously the settlement has to wait until the developer's titled the land. Um, but generally, it's it's you know twenty one days after after finance or fourteen days after settlement of uh, after Titles. title registration. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And once that's done, it, yeah, everyone getting gets notified, and we just move on to the next process, as uh, which is the settlement. Um, once that's all, all settled. We've received settlement confirmation from the client or client solicitor. Um, then it gets the builder gets notified that they're they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, if their build finance has been approved, uh, then it also gets uh, sent off to the builder as well, and then they're ready for for their part of. Yeah. Of the whole and then it's contract. a deposit. It's a five five percent. Uh, the it's the yeah it's the the initial initial deposit um, invoice from the builders which is usually five percent yeah uh, then gets issued to the clients to pay um, 
and that that's that payment is uh, to cover all the preliminary paperwork for yeah. for all the behind the scenes things for for build approval with council. Yeah, plans, plans, and just and, to make sure council then yeah. checks to make sure that how they're putting it on the, the the particular block actually is legal and in the right spot where they say just to marry everything up. So during this particular period, because there's so many things stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi, you send emails out to the clients just to say, well, this is where you're at now, yep. so that your next steps are. Yep. So you're always being informed of what to prepare for, mm-hmm. and yeah. that way your purchase is uh, flows a lot better mm-hmm. than uh, we're not reactive, we're more proactive, mm-hmm. and that's what Naomi is very good at, making sure that you know what's required. Yep. So it works really, really well when um, you're informed. And the other thing that I've noticed too is it would be great as a buyer to make sure that your solicitor includes us um, in every email and contact between the builder. So if everybody gets notified all the time, mm-hmm. um, all documentation, because we keep a file of everything to make sure that everything has been ticked and all our I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a buyer, you let your solicitor know, especially, and your lender know that, you know, of course you're purchasing it through us, so therefore, but just reassure, just say to them that we definitely need to have... Um, us involved in the email chains so because that can be very very confusing if we get left out we're chasing our tails annoying everybody unnecessarily yes yes then you then you won't have to have me emailing you or calling you every week going can i please have a copy of this Yeah, Unless you really want to talk to me, in which yeah. case, sure, I'll email you every week chasing the same piece of paperwork. <laughs> so then after um, paying the deposit and everything, it's mm-hmm. BA prep and lodgement. Yeah. Once everything's done, you've paid your 5%, you've settled, you've got your build approval, everything's ready to go. Then it's in the hands of the builders who will start working uh, on their working drawings and engineering um generally speaking ba approval and and prep takes about three months from settlement yeah Yeah. um obviously with the current issues that 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 can uh can go a little bit longer yeah there's not as as uh the the surveyors are all overworked the valuers are all overworked (laughs) the engineers are all overworked um but generally speaking three months uh from settlement to uh, reaching a decision with the the council and they provide the approval notice. Yeah. So then after that, they actually start. After (laughs) that, between BA approval and construction start is around four weeks because that's when they start uh, ordering their materials, booking in their their tradies, getting everything ready. Um, Obviously, once again, timeframes are estimates because everybody's working very hard to get everything out and the rain Mm. and the flooding and COVID but yeah generally speaking between BA approval and construction start is around four weeks um the builders do send out uh construction start uh email to to our to our clients uh letting you know that they're ready to go they've started their prep work on site and it goes from there yeah, so then uh, the next part is probably more your area, B, 
that you'll oh, know more about. Construction. Yeah. 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 So basically yeah. it's a case of as the build progresses and you as the buyer will already be aware of this because your lender will definitely make sure um, that you'll be aware of it. So at each stage and the builder usually sort of works out what stages they like to work with that you, the buyer, the client, have to sign off to say, yes, that's done, and then it gets inspected and the bank goes, okay, I'll pay that section of money. So basically it's a, it's a similar thing to what we work with. So um, slab is very important, so that stage. And, of course, then we've got the frame. Now, if you're in the southern states, the usual or, or the southern end, southeast Queensland end, the usual routine is the slab goes down and then there's the frame. So you've probably seen it in the states where you've got just a timber framework going up. But in north Queensland, it's a little bit different. And I only just learnt this myself because I couldn't understand after building my own home why this was different. But, of course, the wind rating is different because of cyclones. So mm. they don't put a frame, a timber frame, on a concrete slab they actually use blocks um they then put the roof on the trusses and then the roof and then they put the frame inside so and they always make sure that um they don't want um the weather to upset the trusses too much so yeah yeah, the rain can really upset timber as we all know so they're very very um adamant that they want to make sure the weather's going to be fine so when they deliver any timber it's not going to be lying around the ground too long so Mm. the weather looks fine there goes they'll get a delivery if not they'll wait so that's the routine in the southern states the frame goes on the slab or not so much yeah um in southeast queensland and then um but up north it's a little bit different so but then the inside, what takes the longest, I mean, you see the house being built really quickly because you can see the frame goes up. I was like, here I go again. The frame goes up and then the brickwork goes up and then the roof goes on. And But that looks great. Quick, quick, quick. Then it looks like it's just sitting. For yeah. a month it's just sitting, but they're doing all the internal stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's your standard anyway for most houses. Mm. Yeah, and then it's um, pretty much you just follow it, what's going on and everything until... And pay and sign and pay and sign, sign and, and pay. pay. <laughs> Until handover, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a case of once everything's done and then they also go back and do a quick check. And, I mean, if anybody's watched the block, we know that at the end everything's construction's finished. Yeah. They do a little quick check. I don't know about it. They put those little colour spots all over the walls. But there's always things that need to be uh, finished off properly. And, of course, then that final signature of buyer says, I'm happy with that. And and it's it's all got to match compliance too. Yes, compliance is very important. So there's compliance, which is normal construction, and then there's NDIS compliance. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of inspections to get done to make sure that the house is, you know, going to pass. Yeah, and there'd be extra inspections because it is a... Yes, that's... Yeah. 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 If there's an inspection before... I think there's a before and there's an after. There's an assessment, I think, of the plans and the site and then after, Mm -hmm. before handover. Yeah, I I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's about the whole process, isn't it? Yeah, that's... That would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Any tips, Naomi, for buyers from what you've seen? Keep everyone in the loop. Mine would be Mm. sign the contracts as soon as they get to you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yep, yep. Sign the contracts, don't wait. Sign them straight away. (laughs) Well, that was the other thing too, increase the prices all the time, you know, so – 
Yeah. Definitely. If you're going to go through with sign the contracts for the simple fact that, you know, and we all know, we hear it on the news all the time, everything just seems to be going up. So Yeah. I yeah. think concrete's now at like a 60% increase in price yeah. or something a, like a that. A lot of the other suppliers and tradies are, are raising their prices minimum 30%. Yeah. And uh, we, we do have a, a, a builder who has advised, um, you know, our clients to, to – go unconditional on their contracts as quickly as possible to try and lock in the prices yeah uh, so that they can start ordering their supplies mm-hmm. uh, but yeah un- unfortunately the the current state of the industry is that there's an increase in work and a slight decrease in in employees yeah um you know the the builders are trying to find tradies and there's just not as much out there, and the uh, the suppliers are enjoying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> enjoying their businesses with the increase in prices. So, unfortunately, that trickle down effect is is going to affect the the buyer in the end. Yeah. Okay. To summarise, kind of everything that we've been speaking about, the the main points are just making sure that you've got all your ducks in a row when you start. Uh, make sure you've got your deposit ready when you fill out your EOI, uh, that you've got some idea of what kind of finance you need, that you know uh, a solicitor in the state where you're looking to purchase land, making sure that you've got uh, money ready to go for settlement uh, for your 5% bill deposit uh, for the initial, initial invoice for that. Um, and just making sure that you're you're ready, you've got some legal advice uh, ready to go, or you've familiarised yourself with with the kind of things that you, that need to be done uh, to purchase land bill packages. If you've got any other questions that we can try and help with, uh, we do have uh, uh, our, obviously our podcast uh, previous episodes that could certainly help guide you um, and just maybe give us a call and we can see what we can do. But I think that about covers it. Yeah. Well, thanks, ladies. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you are subscribed and following us so that you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this episode with those that can benefit Until next time, catch you on the next episode.